Where are the low value men? Like, what are what are all the low value men up to during these trying times? Because the high value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low value men, I have not heard a word out of. I'm sorry to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's that's hot. All right, I haven't seen, I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low value mail time with your host, Danny Polishchuk. Welcome, welcome, welcome back everybody to an all new episode of Low Value Mail on this November 14th. Oh shit, look at that. Awesome alarm there. November 14th, 2023. And boy, this is episode number 85. We got a we got a banger in store. I'm, I'm very excited for this guest. Um, very, very excited. Very excited. We have Megan Murphy joining us. She's a Canadian writer currently living in Mexico and host of the Same Drugs podcast uh, over on YouTube. You can go check that out. I've been following her on Twitter for a long time now, long time, and uh, I'm pretty pretty pumped to to chat with her. And we're gonna bring her on in a minute. Before we start, please like and subscribe. Tell just tell a friend. I don't know. Just do whatever. Do one thing if you want to. If you like this show, you want it to be longer. Sign up for the Patreon. Otherwise, whatever. Um, tomorrow night, we have the bathhouse. We're back. Uh, sorry about last week, everybody. It's not my fault. It's a New York comedy festival. The green room was ram packed. Nobody told me until I got there, so we couldn't do it. But we are going to be back tomorrow night uh, with an all new episode of the bathhouse live at. 10.30 p.m. from the Stand Comedy Club in New York City, the Green Room. And two upcoming guests. Next week, we have none other than Mark Dice. And the following week, we have Iowan Grillo. I think that's how, you, that's how you pronounce it. I feel like I'm messing that up. It's, I mean, it's three vowels in a row. It's not an easy one. But uh, we got him coming up. Um, yeah. And uh Yeah. That's it. That's that's all. Uh, that's all it is. So let's uh, let's get to it, everybody. Um, thank you. The phone lines are going to be open a little later in the show. Appreciate everyone uh, for uh, joining in. One moment, please, while we do. Oh, look, look, look at that. Oh, look, double me. Hold on. Uh, here we go. And. We have, can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Yes. Welcome to the show, Megan Murphy. How are you doing, fellow Canadian? I'm good. This is, this is yeah. Canadian excellence for us right here. Well, yeah. I abandoned Canada, so I don't know what that says about Canadian excellence. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's probably a lot warmer where you are. Was there a specific reason that you left? <laughs> I hate weather. No. Yeah. Um yeah, there was a specific reason. Justin Trudeau was the specific reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I So I'm from Vancouver. I was born in Vancouver, actual Vancouver, not fucking Chilliwack. 
Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it drives me crazy when people are like, what part of, oh, I'm from Vancouver. What part of Vancouver? And I'm like, I'm, oh, I get it. You're yeah. from Coquitlam. I, I'm from I Vancouver. I do that exact thing though. Cause people <laughs> here will say like, I live in New York and then they'll say, where are you from? And I say, I'm from Toronto, but I'm not actually from Toronto. But if I told them where I'm from, they wouldn't know. And they just, get they would be like, what is, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's but Chilak then you meet the odd person who's from Toronto and then they get really mad at you. Yeah, somebody did explain exactly what you just said to me recently. They're like, yeah, but if I tell somebody I'm from Burnaby, they won't know what that is. Well, so I just Chilliwack, say Vancouver because it's easier. Canadian band. <laughs> That's true, but I don't. I don't know if people from outside Canada know that Chilliwack is actually. That's a good point. A actually, as I was saying Canada. that, I go famous Canadian band. I'm like, most of the people who watch the show probably don't even know who the Tragically Hip are. So. Uh... Yeah. yeah, that's isn't that isn't that depressing? It is depressing because I tried to show my uh, my fiance the tragically hip, and she was like, "What is this?" Yeah, she says this is not. I go, I'm telling. I you hate. I think I'm the only Canadian that really does not like the tragically hip. I don't know if I've met another Canadian that doesn't. I find that every single tragically hip song sounds like the exact same song. Yeah, and I find it. Uh, well. Some of them do. They 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 got some bangers in there though. They got some bangers. Um. Okay. So. You live in anyway. Mexico. Yeah. Okay. So I left because, I mean, I was getting, Vancouver was getting pretty old in a variety of ways. So I lived in Vancouver for 40 years and it was, you know, it has like this reputation of being a no fun city because it is a no fun city. Like the city seems very much against fun and the people living in the city, especially, you know, as I was getting older and I wasn't, you know, 21 i just felt like people were really shutting down their lives <laughs> nobody wanted to do anything and all of my locals you know it's completely unaffordable to live there and the it's same insane. thing that happens anywhere that gets gentrified i suppose was happening there except that vancouver but it just doesn't even get gentrified. 800 times worse like my brother used to live on east hastings and it would be hard to say right. that that was gentrified <laughs> and yet his rent was like astronomical yeah, but you would yeah. leave his place and there'd be like literally right out the door. There'd be like people like injecting heroin into their foot. Prostitution. Like, like everything. But you're like, crazy to... people, human yeah. shit. Yeah. Yep, yep. I, yeah. It's all that's gotten way worse. Um, but, you know, like all my locals were getting destroyed and turned into places that I didn't want to go to. And but I mean, beyond that, I mean, politically, Vancouver is very much like any other progressive city, you know, Seattle, Portland, um, may, probably yeah. similar to Toronto, except that I think Toronto's obviously a lot big, bigger and more more diverse in some ways. But, you know, the my friends there and sort of, it's a small city and it sort of feels like everybody knows each other, especially when you've lived there for a long time. And and the political climate was just brutal. It was just a bunch of stupid cowards who were completely self-righteous about what they believed, you know, and they, they assumed themselves to be much more intelligent than everybody else in the world, particularly, of course, anybody who might consider voting Trump or who might be critical of any left-wing ideology or mantra. Sure. Um, but were, you, you know, very much the least worldly people ever, you know, they were actually people who hated diversity all of their friends were exactly like them you know middle to upper class white university educated um you know living in an urban an urban you just, you just area. Had enough of it. you were like this is just yeah but, but well and then covid happened COVID. so i left during covid 
Um, and well, I didn't really plan to move to Mexico. I just came here and then didn't go back to Canada. <laughs> so I don't know that it would be easy. I don't think it is easy to move to Mexico. No, yeah. but it, I just kind of stayed and figured it out. I mean, it's funny because I think a lot of people that I've talked to since I did move were like, oh, maybe I should move to Mexico. And I'm like, maybe, but you should probably visit first. Because yeah. <laughs> it's mean, not like city, very, easy. Well, I don't know if that's where you are, but Mexico City is awesome. No, I, I love Mexico City, but no, I'm in like a little beach town, sort of an hour away from Puerto Vallarta. And it's quite a funny little town because it is a little beach town, but it gets very busy with tourists in the high season. So it can be really crazy and then really, really slow over the summer. But I mean, it's, you know, things in Mexico are just not yeah. as easy as things in Canada. Yeah. You know, things are janky and things don't work all the time and you don't have much control over your surroundings. And there's roosters and dogs and kids and firecrackers and parties like all the time, which I like. Sounds like if fun. you like Sounds a bit fun. of chaos, yeah, yeah. It, it feels it feels a lot freer, um, you know, like you're not being pestered to be quiet by your neighbors that's for sure yeah um but yeah like the COVID, it was COVID really it's that pushed me over the edge so the mandates were freaking me out right. yeah and so, so your background um is basically what just for people who don't kind of know you uh not, not oh, like, like racial background yeah yeah like, like how i found you not like your family or anything i'm asian yeah. <laughs> i mean you are from vancouver <laughs> <laughs> I uh like I um I did I actually did two degrees in women's studies. <laughs> yeah. Um I did a I did a BA in women's studies um and then I did a master's degree in what became gender sexuality and women's studies. They changed all they got rid of women's studies essentially across North America and replaced it all with gender studies. Yep, There's in no about 2010. Studies? Okay. Nope. No, there was a women's studies program. There weren't even that many to begin with, to be honest, anymore. But there was one at SFU and one, I think, at maybe Concordia. Um, but everything that was once a women's studies became a gender studies program. And all of the courses now don't have the word women in them. You know, what used to be maybe would be called like women in the media or women's history or women in work is now gender gender yeah. gen like it's all gender theory stuff it's nothing it has nothing to do with material reality or women's right. lives anymore and so and you're essentially just a feminine like a just a run-of-the-mill feminist from 10 years ago like i Is mean i say? i, I mean i spent mill but like i mean i i was like, like you obviously you know, very controversial among within feminism even well, but, but like that, i guess that's the point right is that obviously that's changed a lot like, yeah. what, like all these definitions have changed, but like you would have been, or I don't even know if run of the mill, because obviously you're a bit of a heretic now. Like old school, maybe you could say, yeah. um, you know, like I like the first waivers. I like some of the second waivers. I came up in the third wave, but was always critical of the third wave and thought it was quite stupid, which was of course why I was so controversial. That's that. It started in the nineties. And so the third wave, kind of embraced i guess what you could call like sex positivity sure. um and they since of course embraced like gender identity ideology they were they're the sex work is work mantra people and right. like everything we do is empowering if we say it's empowering whether that's getting fat or doing pornography or whatever um 
and you know they've that that wave has fully gone along with the erasure of of women and this and how did that like how how does that go along where they kind of like is it the boiling frog kind of thing Like, is that basically what it is where it's just getting warm? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So slowly where everybody's like, this isn't, this is fine. Or because I mean, obviously a lot of people <laughs> disagree with you. They go, they, they yeah. keep going, and then you kind of stayed behind. You have what's pretty reasonable take on this stuff, which I think, like, if you privately polled most people, they, privately, they would agree with you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like, I mean, like if you a have a conversation majority. with a normal person, they're going to be like, of course a man can't become a woman. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... What happened with the third wave is that it, you know, first of all, they stopped teaching women's history and the history of the women's movement in universities. And so young women were learning about feminism in universities and it was just all theory and it was all modern theory. And so they became, I think, super entitled in a lot of ways because they didn't, they don't know what the history was and they don't know, you know, they don't know that they should respect and value what these women fought for, um, you know, the, winning the vote seems like quaint nowadays, but that was a decades long fight and a big fight. And people thought that those women were crazy. Like they were like, women voting? Don't be ridiculous. I mean, this is far too to radical. Yeah, I'm still coming around. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm totally still not sure. sure about it yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I sort of, I've, I sort of stopped identifying myself as a feminist in recent years because I just, I mean, first of all, I don't like political political labels, I find them very limiting and I don't want to be limited by politics or ideology or by anything. I just want to come to my own conclusions. I don't want to be policed by labels. Like I don't want to hear, oh, well, you're a feminist, so you can't do this or you have to think this. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm not a feminist. Leave me alone. I want to think what I want to think. Right. Um, I don't like I don't like tribalism and I don't like this um 
grouping and categorizing of people in that way. And I certainly don't want to be categorized in that way. But yeah, of course, I mean, I fight for women's rights. So yeah. I don't, I'm not going to be offended if somebody calls me a feminist by any means. Right, right, right. Okay. And then you got banned from uh, Twitter. You're obviously back on there. I did. Yeah. Good, <laughs> yeah. Uh, good follow if people want to check it out. Um, I feel like you're Thanks. one of the, because oh, I was living in Canada when all this stuff started really percolating with like the, what was it? The Bill C-16? 16. 16. Or whatever. Yeah. That was the one where Jordan Peterson became famous from that with the compelled speech. Yeah. So and, me and Jordan Peterson testified against that bill in 2017, which was Canada's gender identity legislation. Okay. And it passed? It did pass. There wasn't any chance of it not passing. I just wanted there to be a record that the somebody pushed back and particularly somebody who pushed back on the basis that it would nullify women's rights, which of course it did. It has. Yes. And what yeah. was like at the time when you were, I imagine you had to kind of like, you're sticking your neck out to do that. Like, I imagine you probably a lot of your friends are like, what are you doing? Like, we're, we're a oh, lot yeah. of people, you know, we're yeah. like, what are you talking about? Like, this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was hell. I went through hell in Vancouver when I started pushing back against this. But I, I mean, I'm not going to back down just yeah. because people want me to shut up or because they want to be cowardly or because they're idiots. Frankly, a lot of those people are stupid people. Um, <laughs> but I think. I think, I mean, if you if you actually believe that a man can be a woman or if you're going to argue that a man should be able to access a girl's change room or compete against girls in sports, you're a fucking idiot. You're stupid. That's yeah, a I stupid mean, argument. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I mean, I was, I lost so many friends, you know, I was, I essentially lost my job at the time, although I resigned. But, you know, yeah. my coworkers had completely stopped speaking to me. And, and this um, is all due to the bill uh, C-16. My pushback against primarily, I mean, you know, like I said, I was I was controversial before that. So there were cancel campaigns. There was a massive cancel campaign against me in 2015 um, across Canada, started by Canadian leftists and people who I guess would call them sex work advocates because I was opposed to the legalization of prostitution. But you know, these people just, I was saying things that they didn't want me to say. I was never in line with leftist ideology, never mind feminist ideology. And they just wanted me to shut up. And so they've been after me in any way possible. And then it was especially though, of course, when I started speaking out against the gender identity stuff in Vancouver, because that made, you know, maybe some people believe very strongly that men should be able to identify identify as women if they want to. But I think a lot of those people really just want to fit in and they don't want things to be difficult for them. Yeah. And they found it very difficult for them to be friends with me when their friends were telling them that I was like this horrible transphobe. So they're like, okay, well, I can't hang out with you anymore because this is really uncomfortable for me and, you know, like in my yuppie life. Sure. And, you know, and, you know, and that kind of stuff is hard, but at the end of the day, it's good because you don't want those people around you anyway. Yeah. What year exactly did that, like all this kind of stuff start happening? Um, well, I started writing about, you know, tentatively at first. I mean, I've been sort of covering this issue since like 2012, yeah. but I think the gender identity stuff really took hold in 2016. See, I have this theory that all of this stuff is all related to Trump becoming president because he became president and there was such a massive opposition to anything that he 
Like basically any right. opinion he had, anything yeah. he thought. So then everybody's like, whatever he would think on this, we're doing the opposite of him and as hardcore yeah. opposite as possible. Because it seemed everything seemed pretty normal up until that point. Like specifically, and like that shouldn't have affected stuff in Canada. No, but Canadians love to pretend that their politics and lives are the same as American politics. Right. I mean, obviously, and lives there's a, there's an bored effect of themselves. There, but like, it just was <laughs> literally just this crazy pushback to just the fact that like he was the president. And everybody's like, and he was a conservative, so everybody's like, we're gonna go as far left as possible just to like. Tell I think that you're right that the kind of divide between left and right, left and right, really solidified, and things became extremely extremely divisive at that point um and you're right people did exactly that you know whatever trump says i'm against um even if it makes sense even if it's good policy even if maybe i would have believed that five years ago and supported it or certainly you know like i would have supported it if like hillary said it or if obama said it but it was all happening before that um and it was it was funny because it just it all kind of happened at once across Canada, across the US, in places like Australia, in the UK, um, and it became institutionalized. So like, essentially what happened was that organizations, their their funding became dependent on the adoption of gender identity ideology. And if, you know, for example, like what would have once been like a lesbian, gay, by like LGB charity or something like that, an NGO, um, they wouldn't be able to get funding anymore unless they started pumping the trans thing. So yeah. that kind of thing happened. That also happened to women's shelters and transition houses. And certainly it happened within universities where this gender theory, it's just, it's all bunk, like this Judith Butler gender theory where, you know, like maybe we're all fluid and who even knows what a woman really is. Maybe this is all just a performance in which case you can perform masculinity. And maybe that means you're a man. So it's like just nothing's real. Basically nothing essays. Has a definition, nothing's real. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. Right. And so what got you kicked off of Twitter? Uh, I was referring to a man as he, <laughs> and uh, it was this guy. You probably remember this story, Jonathan Yanis. Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, ball, that was. The wax the balls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was, you know, essentially a crazy person and a predator. Yeah. Um, and he was going around to these female aestheticians. He was contacting them, I think, mostly on Facebook, and they would be they were aestheticians who worked independently you know like a lot of them were working out of their homes a lot of them were immigrants english is the second language etc so women who would be vulnerable in this particular way and he would contact them and ask them for a brazilian bikini wax and when they realized that he was male because he looks male he doesn't you know at that time he was not even trying to look female and even on various places on the internet and social media, he was still identifying as he and then she in some places and then, you know, she, he in some places. Um, they would realize that he was ma- a male and say, I'm sorry, we don't perform this service for men. And then he would try to extort money out of them. This was his grift, right? It was yeah. just, you know, he was trying to get money out of people. You know, like, I'm going to take you to court and sue you for transphobia, pay me. I think some of them did, in fact, pay him. But the ones that he didn't, he dragged through this human rights tribunal. Yeah. So they were, of course, know, reporting on this whole human rights tribunal system where you can just kind of, like, take. I, I don't know if you know that guy, Mike Ward, but he's a comedian. And he had to go to the human rights tribunal over a joke. 
and they oh they, i think i heard about yeah this. and they like charged him like or they found him guilty and he had to pay like forty thousand dollars but then he told him to go did he well he said no and then he ended up taking it to the supreme court he was on my other show and he went to the supreme court of canada and he had to basically explain why his joke was just a joke but he, he spent like, <sighs> a quarter of a million dollars on legal fees in order to get to the yeah. supreme court but then he won finally but he he like he he's pretty rich just because he's like the biggest um, French comedian, so he was just like whatever. But it was the whole thing. But yeah, so so Jessica Yaniv, that's what started. You called Jessica Yaniv a man. Yeah, I referred to him as he on Twitter, and then it was permanently banned. So I was off Twitter for four years until Elon took, took over and brought me back. That's way better now. And so I'm way sure better. you obviously anybody who probably thinks uh, oh want me to turn up my microphone um people who like like i'm sure you obviously saw the sports thing writing on the wall you obviously this is what's going to happen because this is one of the some of these things like challenge your just ability to just reason so much that sometimes like it makes you feel crazy because you're like obviously this is going to if you speed run this whole thing like as to you know super fast like this is going to ruin women's sports and like what so for the people who say who cares or like what does it matter like what, what is your response generally because you know i'm a guy I like i don't full disclosure i don't really watch women's sports i don't have like huge skin i don't in the watch game. women's sports either. whatever i yeah i don't know but, but i know, care like, I about women niece. athletes yeah like i have a niece like i don't want her yeah. to get like screwed over should she ever want to like like is it just I think like women are kind of like are just kind of more agreeable and they'll just kind of go along with it because they just don't want, like what is it i mean i think that the women in sports issue is really important because these are really big opportunities for women to succeed and to get scholarships and things like that you know and i think that it's really good i think it's good mentally and physically for girls to get into sports and to compete um and i think that preserving women's sports is an incredibly important fight to have despite the fact that i mean i don't really watch you know what actually the, I, the one sport that i watch is ufc which is great because yeah. i feel like there's a lot of equality in the ufc right. and that people care just as much about the women fighting as they do about the men fighting. True, actually. yeah that, that is and people like... love watching the women's the women's fights are really good and entertaining just as much as the men's fights are i think yeah yeah i mean they're they're definitely up there and I guess people like, you know, the, the people who are on the side of the, this gender ideology would essentially say like, you know, they should be forced to fight men. Like, what does it take, I guess, to like, does someone have to get like killed? Cause obviously we keep seeing stuff. Like there was the rugby player we talked about on another, but like that rugby player and it's like St. Catharines. It's most of the stuff in Canada, by the way, I feel like all the stories I ever see are always it's like a lot of the crazy stories, are Canadian stories, like the, the teacher with the, like, triple f prosthetic boobs yeah that was an ontario yeah, that was, uh, teacher that was in, um, a friend of mine is currently that gentleman's uh principal someone I what know. yeah uh, i can't oh i shouldn't have said that actually actually doesn't matter but um tell us what's going on <laughs> he's just like he works there now is he, he like a freak like what's his deal is this a joke um it's not no so it wasn't a joke it's it was because I thought it was seriously here's the thing. We we've discussed this a million times. This has been like, especially on this show. Uh, oh, sorry. it's been ad no, no no no. But so but but I haven't talked about this part too much. But basically, because everybody was like, This is this guy's trolling. He's like a right wing troll, and he's forcing everybody to just be like, This is so stupid. 
But then I've always said there was this one incident from before any of this happened when he was at in a, he was at like a children's recital at uh, by himself all dressed up like that thing and th- these parents he came in during the intermission and then some parents are like he was sitting at the front his parents are like do you have a kid here like dressed in the whole huge prosthetic breast I actually have a pair of them I bought them and then um, they're like four hundred dollars and uh, but so the, the, they were like what are you doing here. And he's like, in your fetish gear, in your fetish gear. And they kicked him out because they're like, you have a kid here? And he's like, no. So I'm like, if that was a troll, but he did that, that didn't make sense to me. But anyways, essentially what the deal is, is that is what he wants to do. And because he just didn't really didn't think that this was going to be so big of like a just a scandal. (laughs) So he's now back to just like living his life like a man, but apparently uses they them pronouns. Yeah, I mean, when I first read that story, I immediately was like, this man is a pervert and should not be teaching in right. a school. And then I remember hearing some people say, oh, this is all a troll. This all has to be a troll. And I was like, I suppose that's a possibility, too, because it's so wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was but he's still employed at the school, but he's just not allowed to wear his he just, prosthetic I, I don't even think he's not allowed. I think he's right. just like, it's causing he's allowed such a problem that... Yeah, he just kind of. So we're gonna open. Um, we're gonna open the phone lines up very, very shortly. But so, yeah. So you got kicked off of Twitter. You're back. Why? So I mean, I guess you, you take you tons were of at... shit. Like the last time I talked to you, actually, you were like yeah. you're doing a thing in Nanaimo, and you oh, get protested Lord. every time you try and talk. Basically. Yeah, that was so stressful. <laughs> I feel like I lost ten years off of my life because I had come from. I had been in San Francisco the week before. This was back in. And we had been chased down by eight like Antifa guys and had to run from a gang of men who were trying to attack us. And now are these trans um, then, women? Like when you No, they were just dudes They're dressed just in black and black hoodies okay. who care so much about trans women that they want to, you know, murder actual women. Right. Sorry, I was just doing that because uh, I'm trying we, to regain we, the yeah, focus on yeah, like because yeah. <laughs> they're all, I was thinking that because like the trans women are are always saying, um, you know, a huge issue is like the violence that they'll receive, but then it seems like mostly it's people like on your end who are subject to violence. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, like uh, yeah. And then so then I went over to the island and I did a few events there. It was terrifying. It was stressful. We lost our venues. I had the first event that I talked spoke at in Victoria, which was the um, the million person march for kids. Um, the protesters like broke through the barricades and were throwing themselves at the stage and cold clocked a cop and they shut the whole thing down halfway through my talk and they didn't even do the march and then all the events after that were protested we lost our venues it was just like we had crazy crazy tight security after that we had all these amazing volunteers thank god over on the island and people who were helping us out but like man it was just endless stress um and yeah you know it's it's really scary like i'm not i'm not playing the victim i'm i don't particularly enjoy doing these events per se although they feel galvanizing after and i love meeting people in real life and things like that but it's very stressful and it's very scary and you don't know what's going to happen and we always have to have security and i have people always have bike locks and those people, yeah, yeah, and who knows what else, bottles, yeah, all exactly. sorts of other things. Oh, and, you and, you know, those people, we, yeah. We got a uh-huh. call, actually. We'll, we'll come sure, back. Sure, cool. One, one moment, please. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? 
Whoa. Hey, Danny, it's JJ from Robert Trash, Long Island. Hey, Yo, Megan. Oh, JJ, how's it going? One moment, please. All right, you're on with Megan. Go ahead. This is JJ. Hey, Megan, I'm JJ. Hello. From Levitt Trash, Long Island. I got a, I got three questions that I want to save for the bathhouse. Are you doing that tomorrow? Or you can't uh, I am, yes. Again? Yes, I am doing that tomorrow. But do you have questions for the guest? <laughs> yes. Talking on that whole uh, male, female, that bullshit. It's insane <laughs> how the 200th whatever placed male swimmer becomes trans and then is immediately the best swimmer. And it's insane <laughs> how Serena Williams, who is like a crazy lioness woman, yeah, can't break like the top. Yeah, but she can't break like the top 175 or something of well, the top males. I mean, it's not that crazy, though, because not that long ago, everyone would have been like, yeah, there's a physical difference. But I guess I mean, men are just is, capable but... of so much more physically in that regard, like in terms of building muscle, like strength wise, everything's bigger. Their lungs are bigger. Their organs are bigger. People act like it's about hormones. It's not Whoa, about I didn't hormones. know that. I mean, oh, yeah. Just... I didn't know about the lungs. Yeah, like men's that. men move differently. Their hips move differently. I mean, everything's different. It's not just, oh, maybe you start taking estrogen and and your body changes into a woman's body. And it certainly does not. And you don't you don't lose that that advantage that you gained essentially through going through puberty. Yeah. Am I the first caller? And what's yeah, up you... with Brittany Griner's chest? <laughs> I don't know who, what Brittany, the basketball player in the Brittany Griner. The, There's some what? people From, theorize like, she, she got arrested in Russia. Oh God, I thought you, I couldn't understand what word you said after Brittany. Oh, her chest. Brittany. Griner, oh, her chest. chest. Okay. Yeah, because she. she I don't apparently, know. There's, yeah, apparently some people think that she might be uh, like maybe like a hermaphrodite, maybe like some some sort of like thing. Michelle oh, yeah. Obama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard that rumor quite a few times. Yeah. Um, That's very I've popular. Told on, about uh, that. I've been educated about that Mike, rumor. Mike by... Todd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. <laughs> um, I, no... I, <laughs> I, th- I thought we were going to get into that conspiracy theory. Yeah, I mean, we can get into it. We, we, we've gotten into. <laughs> it I, went, I went down some rabbit holes on that one. Yeah, there's like, no. I haven't read anything about it. You've never. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've gotten to the point where so many conspiracy ter- theories turned out to be right that now right. I'm often more. And I'm sort of like, well, now I don't believe I think what the first... anybody in the mainstream says. So that's a safe bet. I think the first time I heard about it was on like Bad Friends or some shit. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's like a pretty fringe conspiracy theory. There's this one video of her dancing on Ellen, where it literally looks like she has a penis, like the way her. I hair, saw that. You see that? Whoa, like that. <laughs> Whoa I gotta see that. Because I mean, that, that sort of thing stuff? gets like a bit crazy too. Like the, where people are all saying that haven't like, seen Lady Gaga is photos. trans or is actually a man. And I know, I knew about that. Somebody told yeah. me that the um, the sister tennis players, Serena Williams, and her sister. That someone told me that they were also men. Like this is, it gets a bit. I don't believe that. Wild out there. Yeah. yeah. Those fits are too no, crazy. No, they're definitely they're not trans. They're she's she's one of the best athletes of all time. Um, yeah, you don't yeah fuck I mean, her, women women you. are never women are never going to be able to achieve the same kind of physical strength and ability in sports. I, I think that besides gymnastics, that's true. I'm not saying like, that women can't be better. Like I think there's certain things 
that yeah. women could, like you, know, like, you know, but it's not going to be the raw strength or speed thing yeah, yeah, yeah. or the jumping. Yeah. Things. Like not like driving, basketball. but like it's not going to be basketball. Yeah. 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 They're going to be really good at that sport called makeup. Sure. Um, yeah. Anything else, JJ? <laughs> um, I just think it's wild how like you're like in the top 10% of people in the world who talk to so many different people like strangers and shit. Yeah, thanks, man. And like you, you I still really remember who I am. What's that? Say that again. And I, I also want to say I want to get back at Geo because the first time I called on Low Value Mail, it was after my first beer of the night, and tonight it was I'm like uh, three. Okay. And on the on the bathhouse, it was bad news. Yeah, you were really you were at really the surprised. end. Yeah, Gio hung up on me. I got out of my car after my smoke break. I can only imagine why you would have been hung up on. I can only imagine you would have. <laughs> yeah, been I go out, go out of my house and have a smoke break. And about oh, you go in your car, <laughs> but you were like, okay, you sounded pretty demolished in the car. Um, <laughs> oh, completely. Yeah, that was more of my concern. Okay, I gotta let you go. We got some more calls. Thanks, JJ. JJ, everybody. Uh, yeah, the bathhouse is the other show I do, and I kind of encourage the comedians to hang up on people. Um, all right, one moment, please. Hello. Thanks okay, for calling Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, what's going on? I, uh, Yo, what's up, dude? Is it... One moment. All right, you're on with me. Go ahead. Oh, hey, how's it going? Um, I just had two questions. One was, um, it's just more on a funny note. When are all these trannies, real women, out from the public space and back into the kitchen? Like, when are women just going to give up? Which one? The, the transgender women? Do you mean that's what you think that the trans the trans women are trying no, I mean, to do? I just thought that, no, I just thought it'd be funny that, like, trannies would just bully real women out of every... Well, they are public, kind of like, doing that. I mean, the top female CEO is a man, <laughs> you know. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, crazy. And I mean, and like, you know, apparently all the other the athletes who are going to be winning all the women's sports competitions are going to be men. And, yeah. you Wasn't know, there there's all these. Recently in Canada who like broke like uh -huh. all the records. April Hutchinson. I interviewed her on my podcast. She's great. And she was pushing back because there was a man um, identifying as a woman. And so, you know, breaking records, yeah. <laughs> breaking female weightlifting records. And she pushed back and she just got banned um, for two years by the Canadian Powerlifting Union, I think it's called. Yeah. It's insane. It's completely ridiculous. But it's yeah, like, I mean, logically, it's, it's like just it's really crazy. It's all like a South Park episode. Yeah. Right. Well, it's like a well, what is it? Well, real women will like can real women at least say that like uh, it's fucking retarded. I'm saying real women can women not Chinese at least know that they have the safe refuge of going back into the kitchen going back and like being a housewife i don't want to go back into the and... kitchen and be a housewife though so no. i'm gonna have to fight <laughs> off the antifas yeah yeah the I other mean, question I... I had <laughs> sorry oh, i was gonna ask the other question i had is this why is it kind of like all this like indoctrination in schools 
it seems like some like globo homo jew race eraser <laughs> program because they only see it in like he's, white, he's, uh, he's white, white some people yo some yeah, people don't know it? uh anyways go on he's 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 a good one don't lingo yeah i get it He's, he's I mean, the schools are, yeah, yeah, like a primary but, but, indoctrination yeah, zone on this stuff. It's creepy. Like it. all they, these adult teachers teaching little kids that actually a girl might be a boy if he likes, yeah. or a boy have, a girl if he friends. likes dresses. It's I have sick. a lot of friends who have like kids, is, and they're very secretly like, this sucks so much right now because they're not really sure what to do. And they're well, like, I'm not why homeschooling this my kids. Why isn't this being taught in the hood schools that are primarily black and brown? I think it is in Canada. That's my like, in Can- like uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know how much the how much? Oh, bro, you know what I mean by black. I mean, I, I mean, think American, Canadian like, public schools are pretty universal, um, but I know that that's not the case in America. So I'm not sure what they're teaching in the more like ghetto schools yeah, that like are in lower neighborhoods or, or whatever, yeah, racialized like... neighborhoods or whatever. Yeah, but I, I mean, I do, I do think that this, all these ideas are very like elite ideas that have been embraced by the middle and upper classes. Um, in again, primarily urban settings. Like if you go to more rural places, people are not down with this kind of thing. Um, no. they're just not. It's. Yeah. I think most people. They're not the represented part, by the media and in politics, of course. Yeah, I think. Um most people are not down with this. Like I was saying, like I have a lot of friends who, you know, in private, they'll say like, you know, you should see what they're teaching my kid, but then they're not going to go do anything about it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I was, I was really, really glad to see this million person March happen in Canada recently because nobody had been doing any, there was, you know, next to no pushback in Canada all these years. And I was, getting well i've been incredibly frustrated for a really long time whoa, whoa, by that, that. i don't even it was this um it was a march organized specifically across all across canada it was amazing oh, right, there right, were right, millions right. of people to yeah, push yeah. back against gender idea gender identity ideology being taught in school this soji program which is their sexual orientation and gender identity programming that they implemented across schools across canada to teach kids exactly what we're talking about you know that a boy could maybe be a girl and that everyone has a gender identity and don't forget to ask everyone's pronouns and and that it's acceptable for teachers or school administrators to essentially socially trans kids without telling their parents to start calling them like a different name um, referring to them as the other pronoun yeah at school so at school everybody starts calling sam sheila um and calling him her and treating him as though he's a girl but without even telling the parents what's going on and so that's something that people are finally starting to push back against in Canada which is great because parents are getting really upset and I know I have a lot of friends who are parents who are really upset and really scared and really nervous and a lot of them you know maybe some of them are too cowardly to do anything a lot of them just felt like they didn't know what to do um and, you know, when you try to talk to these teachers or to these principals, they are mealy mouthed and, and, you know, sort of treat you, I think, treat you with condescension in a lot of ways. Like, oh, you stupid bigot. Yeah. Like, you're and probably one of those mega people, eh? Right. And you'll like literally probably lose, you know, if you want to make too much of a public stink about it, like, and you work for 
you know, like a bank or something, they'll like, you'll probably get fired. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's, it's, it's super yeah. risky. Is the only way yeah. like is, I don't really know too much what's going on with politics in like Canada wise, but like, is, is the only way out of this just like v voting essentially like uh, is there a no chance? i think we need to get together on mass and push back and i think that what happened you know i think that the trucker convoy was like an amazing example of what happens when canadians get together and organize and say no and the the million person march for children i think was a good example too i mean yes we do need to we like i i'll never vote for you know i i stopped voting in federal and provincial elections um i think two federal elections ago um it's been a long time I, I you know when i was a lifelong ndp voter and at a certain point i was like i'm not voting for a party that pretends to not know what a woman is like do i hate myself like yeah. why this is like being in an abusive relationship so no nobody should vote for any party who pretends not to know what a woman is and, and that is supporting this stuff being taught in schools but like we haven't had anyone to vote for up until now, like that, Pierre Polyevre, I think. But up but, until now, even the Conservative Party wasn't pushing back like, on that. I still, I still don't really get how these became like these main, main issues, like because it, it did really seem like it, it crept up on us. You know, like it was one of those things where people were like, "Hey, I have these." Like, I remember the first time it was on a podcast actually, where I, um where I heard like the concept of pronouns, it was probably at this point, it would have been, I don't know, like eight years ago, like that people have other pronouns. Yeah. And then you're like, like okay. probably, I think, it, yeah, 2015, it started really taking off. Yeah, I think so. And, and then, then yeah. you're like, okay, I guess if like someone I knew was like, wanted to, then you're like, I, I will, I guess just out of like, and I think that's, that was a lot of people. You're like, I don't want, you know, I'm not going to be like, purposely rude or disrespectful but then it yeah. just like accelerated so fast yeah i mean it was at first treated as though it was just like well just be nice just accept people but then very quickly it became about legislation and policy and it's one thing to talk about being nice to somebody in your private life one-on-one -on -one, if that's like oh, okay i mean i don't want to do that i don't want to go along with someone's lie or fantasy because i think it's a slippery slope and i think that we've seen that play out um but you know if it's your friend you know like and you like want to call him she something. because he likes it like whatever that doesn't seem like such a big deal and that was how they sort of convinced people to accept all this and you know with mantras like oh we just want to pee like we just want to live our lives and it's like if you if this was really just about you wanting to live your life then live your life you're but you're not just living your life you're forcing everybody around you everybody Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In the old world to engage with your delusions and your fantasies and you're changing legislation that impacts one half of the entire population and it's resulting in like harm and danger to women and girls. Like this is not, give me a break. This is not just about living your life. And if, and again, if it hadn't become about this coerced speech, as, as Jordan Peterson said back in, you know, 2017, if it hadn't become about like, you you have to refer to him as she, otherwise you're banned from the internet or you're fired from your job or you're getting sued. Um, and if it wasn't about, you have to allow this man into this girl's change room, otherwise you're violating Canada's human rights code, then we maybe wouldn't be having this conversation. At least it wouldn't be such a big deal. Yeah. When did, when did the, I assume that you're considered a, a turf. Yeah. The, the, the term <laughs> you're... For sure. Yeah. 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 When did that term come about? It's so weird how all um, this stuff just came really kind of out of nowhere. Not yeah, out of nowhere. I'm I, sure some people were like, yeah, we've been brewing under, but. It started, I mean, the, the pushback and the division and the fight happened in feminism a long time ago. You know, like even Gloria Steinem, she's backtracked back now, but Gloria Steinem pushed back against the idea of, a, a, of transgenderism, um, as did Jermaine Greer, as did Robin Morgan, as did Janice Raymond in like the 70s. It's yeah, just that it wasn't it really a mainstream a thing. But these right. guys, it, it was happening. You know, Actually, these guys you, were trying all... to get into women's spaces then. And they were like, no, this is crazy. And your justifications for this are just sexist. Like you put on a dress and you put on a wig and now you're a woman. No, this is not what being a woman is. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, and so, but they just started calling you a turf. I guess that's, that's how they operate. It's basically a lot of like, I'm trying to think of one that really took hold. I mean, probably like, uh, you know, maybe around 2013, 2014, definitely 2015, 2016. Um, around then I think all this didn't, I mean, people, the only people who are really arguing about this for a long time were, were radical feminists and right. then i think people started noticing what was going on when things started to get yeah, yeah. really crazy which was you know okay, kind got, of about five years three or five years ago i, I think uh -huh. i know who this is so one moment please really hello thanks for calling low value mail is this my favorite iranian feminist hello hello who am i speaking hello about? hey what's up hey what's happening is this sia Oh yeah, is it is. Yeah, hold on, on? man. I don't know where are you, are you calling from the moon? You sound really far away. Oh shit. Am I okay, I don't uh, I'm on an island. I'm Manitoulin Island. Oh Manitoulin Island. This is uh Sia uh, can I give your name? Yeah, sure. Oh this is my uh yeah. Sia Sufi. Uh, I knew him from he, he's like uh an it's funny, he's an Iranian feminist. But oh, then, interesting. <laughs> it used to be, yeah, yeah, it used to be. I, That's uh, how he, he just had a really. I'm right now. I signed the video, so I don't know if I'm on it. Am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had a really viral okay. tweet about him being an Iranian feminist and how when he came to Canada and it was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um. Anyways, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going great. Uh, I was just listening to you guys talking, and uh, I uh, I was wondering, you really think? 
things can turn around in Canada with voting or like people coming out in the street? Because I uh, moved to Manitoulin Island and this is like mostly First Nation area. And Where is this? I don't know what this island is. Uh, Manitoulin Island. It's, it's like northern Ontario. Uh, yeah, west of uh, yeah, Ontario. And uh, I was talking to First Nation people about during Corona stuff, the epidemic. And uh, I was trying to convince natives that you can't trust the government no, with the vaccine. You should never trust And the they were calling me a conspiracy theorist. Wait, the indigenous well, people? Well, that's the problem the with Canada, eh? Wait, the, they the, trust the government. <laughs> but the, the indigenous people, people trust them? First Nation people, I was trying to convince them that you can't trust the government, and they were calling me a conspiracy theorist. So I think this thing goes way deeper than you think. Like the convoy was kind of a hope, but I think Canadians are overall very apathetic. Like they really are not involved. I had completely lost any hope that anything good would happen to Canada. I thought it was a lost cause before the truckers convoy. And that did give me a lot of hope. That was really a hopeful thing. I don't know. Maybe this election would change everything, but uh, not everything. That's a really long <laughs> shot. They've yeah. been training. Yeah. Like I went to York University, and as uh, Danny said, like I come from Iran, so I used to translate all these source feminist material and stuff. So I came here and I took gender studies to see what feminists are talking about. First and off, I first... would just like to push back. You didn't take gender studies to see what feminists were talking talking about. You took it because of the same reason every guy takes it. No, dude. I was 32, and I was sitting in a class with 18-year-olds. I took gender studies and anthropology and satire to see where Western thought is. I was very excited, man. I was sorry-eyed. <laughs> I went in, and the so professor was literally, if you think of a, imagine, close your eyes and imagine a gender studies professor. How does she look? Yeah. That was, you're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> A lesbian lady, short cut, glasses, plaid shirt. <laughs> and she was talking about how science is wrong about the differences between men and women. And they've been teaching this for three generations in universities. I don't think you can win. I'm sorry. Were they teaching that when you were taking, were you, when you were in school? Like, yeah, no, I, I, no, I literally UCF. got into four. Not UCF. Oh, sorry. Um, they were starting to. So when I started in women's studies, it would have been when I started taking women's studies classes, it was just at college because I practically failed out of high school. So I couldn't get into a university yet. So I just started taking like night classes, these women's studies classes at a college, like Gary College. And they were actually quite good. We actually were learning about women's history. We were learning about second wave feminism. We were reading second wave feminist texts. Um, and we were having sort of genuine debates about these issues, at least, you know, third wave feminism was very, very present, but we were at least allowed to like argue about some of these issues. We weren't necessarily talking about gender identity just yet then, but like prostitution, pornography, like whether or not it's empowering to like post objectifying photos of yourself on the internet, yada, yada, yada. But once I got to actual university, like once I got to SFU and particularly once I got to graduate school, 
then yeah, they were just mostly teaching gender theory and we weren't reading anything that was like pre-1990, which is why all these young women are so fucking confused about what feminism is. Yeah. And is there, do, do they have, like, you seem kind of, uh, like, is it kind of just hopeless? Like, is there any, because it seems like once you hit a certain point, it's really hard to switch your worldview. You know, if you well, were- I mean, so in terms of hopelessness, I guess what I was thinking about hope was hope for Canada. And I do have some hope that Canada, Canada can, you know, stop a few things from coming down the pipe. But I do think that the younger generations are lost and fucked. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, like anybody who's like Gen X or older, I think, you know, we can we can do our best, but it's going to be hard to take on the Gen Zers who Gen Zers who are, you know, addicted to porn and gaming and enmeshed in woke culture and their phones and don't really know what the real world is like um yeah so yeah i mean i don't i don't want to say like i don't have hope but no i don't think that i don't i don't think for example that the gender studies departments are going to go back to being women's studies departments right yeah like that's not going to happen what are you, what are you they might just all disappear from the universities that's yeah. not going to go back to yeah, it's not just, you know. there's no way for them to really go back right because like, what do you do like do, uh, eliminate all the faculty and just like rehire and then well and it's so it. deeply ingrained in academia yeah you know and it's nobody so nobody in academia will will push back because everybody wants their careers and their status and it's all just like a circle jerk of jargon right i mean yeah. all these academics aren't really saying anything real but they pretend that they're all and saying something fired, real right? that's like a lot of it is once you're in you're in what do you think well, if you have tenure then you're set but otherwise you're quite vulnerable so you can get fired if you oh, push right. back right, right, like right. if you're just a sessional then you're you're not safe and then you're even less likely to say anything Thing, I think right, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Sia? I, 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 but I think we're like you know, the cycle strong men make good times, good times make weak men. That that one, mm-hmm. I think we're at the hard times end of it, yeah. And people are going to it's going to get to a point that people are going to actually have to fight for their basic rights because. Mm-hmm. But like, what, what does that look like? It's what are you talking about? Like, really bad. parents fighting like middle school teachers? Like, people have like what uh, basically what she said. Like, you have to take to the streets. Yeah. And because people's lives are going to be like a lot of the biggest problem in countries that had have had comfort for so long is that most of the population just doesn't want any trouble. So yeah. they just sit out and they go, hey, it doesn't really concern me. It's fine. But it will get to a point that it's going to affect their job, their life, even going to the store, coming back. Streets are not going to be safe. All sorts of things are gradually happening. And that hopefully will force the silent majority to be like, okay, now I don't even have my safe life anymore so right. they'll have to do something i think you're right i mean i think that things will get to a certain point and that's what happened with the mandates you know people were like enough is enough you know yep. i want my rights back this is ridiculous and so they did get out there and they fought and they won you know they ended the, the vaccine mandates and the lockdowns at least 
Um, and everyone hates Justin Trudeau now because of how he responded. Um, but yeah, I mean, people, you're right. People in Canada are super comfortable, way too comfortable. And they just think, okay, well, if I just keep going along, then I'll have my comfortable life and I'll be safe and everything will be okay. But at a certain point, it won't be okay. And we're going to have 15 minute cities or, you know, people won't, will have to turn over their, their gas stoves and, and lease a, an EV that won't take them, as, you know, yeah. won't take them past, I don't know. Yeah, because these are self-perpetuating, right? Yeah. Like uh, you have gender studies and you are producing like a thousand anthropology and gender studies. So these people need jobs and need causes to fight for. So they're going to push the goalposts, push the goal. Everything's just going to go to extreme. And right now we're seeing the results of it. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. the only way. Do they have, you know, that in California, they passed the law where they could basically take your kids from you if you didn't like affirm their uh, like gender. But then, yeah, or they can go to another state and get trans there and live yeah, but then they some vetoed it though, which was like kind of people, trans family, yeah, where people were like surprised by it a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's because he a lot of people were surprised by that, but it's because he wants to but be I president, mean, he, so he was trying, he to... was, I think, yeah, I think he's picking up on the fact that a lot most people don't actually support that, despite what people in San Francisco say. Yeah, but that that's maybe the thing because you know everybody says like the moment when you start really coming for people's kids, but then I guess they kind of are. Like even still, there's probably people who are like, yeah, you know, my kid wants to go get uh, like gender reassignment surgery when they're 12. Like I can't really do anything about it. I'm sure in some jurisdictions without uh, you know having some problems. So I don't really know anything else there, uh, Sia. No, that's it. Have a good one. Cool. Thank nice you. Talk, nice talking to you, man. Take care. Um, yeah, he was... Uh, all right, we got another call here. One moment, please. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Parker. Parker, one moment, please. And you are... Oh, I think you're on. Yeah, you're on with, with Megan. Go ahead, Parker. Hello. Hi, Megan. Um, I love all your content you put out. Thank you. I just had a question. Um, I just came back from South America, lived there for two years, just got back to Florida. I was wondering the similarities or differences that you have noticed living there with the transgender culture. Yeah, they, that's a good question, actually. Do they have any? Where I am, like, woke ideology, gender identity ideology is really not a thing. I think that if you go to like Mexico City and you're at a university, it is a thing. And I've heard about, you know, radical feminists, they're trying to push back and being attacked. But I think in general, like I said, like if you're in kind of like working class, rural places, this is not something that people are interested in or talking about. Like where I am, no, nobody's in like heavily engaged in trans politics. And every once in a while, the only times it ever comes up, it's from some like chick who moved here from California with her pride flag and tries to force everybody to like engage with her pro-vaccine anti-conspiracy theorist yeah, pro-gender identity ideology or whatever yeah she's you know in the whatsapp group i don't know <laughs> forcing everybody right. to, to use correct pronouns but nobody nobody really cares about it and and i would say like 99 percent of people think that it's 
is it just a function stupid. of affluence? Because you're saying like you know it's only at the school, so it's like there's does it just like they're only like it's such a luxury to care about any of the shit that it just totally. Yeah. I think they're luxury beliefs. Like that's what Rob Henderson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No, no, no. Has has written quite a bit about this. He calls it luxury beliefs, and it's like you have no real problems or struggles in your life. You don't understand what it's like to have real problems or struggles. You don't understand what the lives of, you know, actual Mexicans are or actual working class people are, or what the lives of people living in third world countries are like, where women are actually still fighting to have bathrooms, just women's washrooms. Um, And so they... Pardon? Like, like so there's there's no women like are there men's like rooms, in but no women's like, rooms? you know a safe place to pee in in workplaces and right. factories if you're working in the fields like that kind of thing because you're very vulnerable to rape yeah to attack in these places um and um I yeah I think it, I think it comes from affluence and um over being overeducated uh you have too many university degrees and you have a lot of time to sit around on the internet and think about nonsense that doesn't make any um sense that that doesn't really impact anybody's real life i mean what difference is it what what difference does this pronoun debate make to some rich girl from california all it does is make her feel good about herself. It's an opportunity for her to virtue signal and to punish and bully other people. Um, so, you know, I'm sorry that you don't feel empowered in your own life, but you're making that everybody else's problem. We're all just trying to live our lives peacefully. And here you are bashing people over the head with your fantasy politics. Yeah. Right. From my experience there, uh, Colombia, Mexico, and Southern Chile, it's, you see them on the streets, you see their population. They're accepted. Nobody gives them a hard time, but they also, there's zero chance that the population will let them enter into these safe spaces for women. Right. I mean, I've certainly seen men who would, I, I, I assume they're identifying as trans women or something of the like here and in Mexico, that certainly exists, but nobody actually believes that they're actual women and it's not some big right. political debate. And no, I don't think that anybody would say, oh, sure. Yeah. Come into this, this women's shelter. Maybe that it's probably starting to happen a little bit here and there. Um, again, with the influence of, of universities and, and the progressive politics that come along with that. But um, yeah, your regular average working class Mexican, I wouldn't say, is is concerned with pronouns and, and gender identity ideology and whether or not a man is being accepted as a woman. Yeah, absolutely. It's the yeah. same that we're the way we are in America. But thank you very much, Morgan. Um, thanks for all you do. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Um, are there, is there anything like you would say they, you know, I guess we're trans people like you're not, I don't know if sympathetic is the right word, but like where you meet go, maybe they do have like a case there, like a certain things where you go like, maybe, you know, you could say, cause obviously, you know, they fully disagree with, with a lot of, uh, they go, we need all this stuff. Like, is there any like in between halfway stuff? Um, I don't think there is any in between, in between halfway stuff. I mean, certainly I think that some of the arguments could be convincing if, for example, a man who 
has, you know, surgically transitioned, let's say, gotten these sex change surgeries and is really trying really hard to look like a woman and he would feel safer going into a woman's washroom, I can see why people would think, oh, okay, that makes sense. But at the end of the day, I mean, you can't make those kinds of exceptions just for one person because the right. exception in terms of law and policy has such wide reaching implications for all women and girls. And at the end of the day, it's just, it's so much easier if you just say, okay, you're male, you're female, this, this is how it goes. If you want to wear a dress and you want to wear makeup and you want to have long hair, that's fine. You can do that. Some people might think you're a weirdo, but so it goes. You know, yeah, you can't, you shouldn't people. be beaten up. You shouldn't be discriminated against, yeah. but you're still going to have to use the men's washroom. And yes, that might be a little bit awkward, but you're... these are the choices that you made in your life. Yeah. And I guess if you're so passing where nobody would know, then that kind of. Yeah. I mean, if nobody yeah. knows, nobody knows, I yeah. guess. Like but I, most I mean, I people do think, know. Like, you know <laughs> most like, of these guys are not. Well, but passing, yeah, that's, right? well, that's the problem is like, they're, they're not, like, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you know, like Blair White, like Blair White, if you're around Blair White, you're, you're not like, that's a guy. I mean, I don't know. I've never met him in person, so I don't know oh, if I would a, get those she. vibes. It's a she. It's a she. Uh, you don't know who Blair White is? She's like a. No, um, I do know who he oh, is. Oh, it's oh, a yeah, man, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Sorry. Yeah. But, but I mean, I think. Like on the internet, yeah. I mean, he looks like a female porn star, but yes. like, I think I don't. I'm all I'm saying is that in real life, maybe I would be assume that he was a woman, or maybe not. I don't know because I've never met him in person, and it's right. hard to tell from like filtered Instagram photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've I've met them in person. It's like I even have a problem. It's so weird. You don't. I, you can say she. It's not no. Even no obviously, it's just off. like it's, it. it's <laughs> like it's like ha having met her or whatever. It's just. Uh, they're so passing that it almost seems where some people are like doing such a poor job of it. You're like, there's never a million years I could call you. She, you know, it's, it's such a weird yeah. thing. Anyways, we, we got to go yeah. ahead. One, one moment, please. Hello. Who am I speaking with? My name is Eric. Hey Eric, can you just turn down the thing in the back? All right, Eric. All right, Eric, you're on with Megan. Go ahead. Hi, Megan. I have a question for you. Um, I've read a lot of uh, Simone de Beauvoir. Um, obviously, it's derivative from, um, you know, Foucault and, and things like this, Marx as well. Uh, the question I have from you from the feminist perspective, is Danny White? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I first you, of all, I don't I identify don't you, as a feminist anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if you saw my uh, my Twitter, but I've, I've been no, having, I didn't. What uh, happened? Uh, I've been having some fun with uh, our Jews. I'm Jewish, and I've been having some fun with the our Jews white Discord. Are you are you not identifying as white because you're a Jew? I think I'm white. I mean, do I? You look white to me. Oh man, you just triggered. I don't know so how you feel people. on the inside. <laughs> Big win! Thank you. I don't know what else I would have guessed. Like, yeah, well, there's because there's, there's a like whole contingent know. of people, and I mean Jews as well also think this, where they go like, "We're not Jewish. We're 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 not white. We're Jewish." And then, but then, and then they go, "Oh, you're white." Anyways, it's a whole thing. I mean, I think it could certainly be. I mean, I'm not an expert on this debate, so I probably shouldn't nobody is. Talking, but I so they think it could be. Yeah, I know. I mean, everybody acts like they are, though. That's for sure. I think it could probably be argued that Jews Jews are a racial minority. Sure. Um, so I, I get where yeah, that yeah, argument yeah. goes. 
Um, all right, we got another call here. One moment, please. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Jake, how you doing, man? Uh, one moment while I patch you through. All right, you're on with Megan. Go ahead, Jake. So I have a question that I don't feel like is uh, broached very often, which is the effect of transgender people on the mental health of the unattractive. So, like, really weak, <laughs> femmy dudes or really butch, ugly chicks, they've got people, like, assuming that they're trans at a bar or something. Like, the, the oh. ugly women already had it hard enough. Yeah. And yeah. now they've got people assuming they're dudes at a bar. Well, I think that happens. I, I would assume that happens a lot to lesbians, which would suck. Like, if you're a butch lesbian and now everybody's assuming that you're a dude. Yeah. It happens a lot more now than it did 10 years ago. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I, good, I would find that extremely good, annoying uh, if I was uh, a lesbian. Yeah, that's kind of a good point. I guess. Yeah, because some lesbians, like, they maybe want to look like a guy, but they're like, I don't want to be a guy. They're just like, I'm just. Well, like, it seems like the, the younger ones do. But in the olden days, like, all of the lesbians that I've known in my time through, you know, radical feminism and women who came out of the second wave, there's a lot of butch lesbians and certainly a lot of lesbians who are, like, rejecting femininity. Um and they were totally appalled when this this trans trend started coming along because all these these young lesbians, you know, 20 something or whatever, were starting to identify as trans men and then getting mastectomies and maybe taking hormones. And they were like, we're losing all our lesbians to the trans trend. And it used to just be OK to be, just be a lesbian to kind of look like a boy, like that's kind of like a hot thing for a lesbian or yeah. to yeah to be butch or whatever and i think that in the younger generations that's much it's much more rare and it's more common for these girls to to transition yeah i personally know and cuz you know obviously people say this is a lot of like contagion social contagion element i personally know three female comedians who when i met them were lesbians and then have all had mastectomies like oh jeez, what, geez, that's what sad. are the odds of that? How old are they? Uh all in their thirties. I just find that sad. But it's just like, what are the odds of that? Like, you know how many female comedians period there are in like Canada? Right, not very many. Like you know, it's I don't not think like I know shoot. one. Well, yeah, you know what I mean, but it's not <laughs> name like one. <laughs> even if it was a thousand, which it's not, three out of a thousand would be a lot. If you go three out of a yeah. thousand female comedians have had voluntary mastectomies, you go, that's a lot. Yeah, and it's not even that. But you're like, how does it's... how does something like that become a social contagion of like having uh, having like such a oh, like you know a crazy surgery that like cannot be undone i mean it's so funny because back cool in the olden days you know in the 70s in the 80s when i was a kid the thing was you know you can be whatever you want to be not you can be whatever you want to be like you can be a boy if you're a girl or you can be a giraffe or whatever but if you're a girl it's totally okay to be you know a tomboy that's sort of like what how i thought of myself when i was a kid i sort of like boy stuff better than girl stuff it would have never occurred to me that i was actually a boy nor would it have ever been suggested to me but i think that genuine you know, acceptance of pushing back against gender norms, gender stereotypes, gender roles, you know, maybe the idea of gender fluidity, that actually was really accepted yeah. in the 80s. 
um yeah. and i think a bit in the 90s too and now we've it's it's the opposite and now so these these women who are lesbians so they're like oh well i'm not this like feminine hetero girly girl so i guess i must actually be male rather than just being like i'm just a woman who's not into femininity and i'm not heterosexual i like girls and i like having short hair and wearing big flannels yeah I'm, i yeah. feel particularly bad for the ugly straight girls like lesbians they're not my issue but the ugly straight girls who used to be the ones that you'd approach when you were like out of options now you have that extra little thing in the back of your head like nah i'd rather not i'm drunk i don't want to accidentally fuck a guy, oh because you you're know? worried that it's actually a man yeah I mean? yeah yeah I so they're just not even getting approached by the whole be... can of worms getting opened up okay i see stuff. what you mean <laughs> yeah yeah well he was saying both ways well and I guess on dating people... apps too like imagine like i'm imagining i hate dating apps i would never use them but a lot of apparently lots of other people do and i can just imagine swiping through and just being like wait a minute is that person really ugly or, you know, yeah, is it actually there's, there's a, a lot of them. or, you know, vice versa? Probably. I mean, this happens to lesbians a lot, too. I'm told on like lesbian dating apps where they're swiping through and there's dudes who are trying to pass as women. And so probably maybe the same thing where you're like, is that like a really bad looking girl or is it actually a man? Like, I yeah. think this whole thing is making people more judgmental rather than less judgmental because now they can't trust. Now they can't believe because these men are lying and saying that they're women. Sure. And imagine if you're a biological woman and then some random person comes up to you and just like, you're so brave. Your transition, you go, fuck you. Um, yeah. All right. Thank anything else, Carl? No, we're good. Thank you very All much. Right, thank you. All right. We're going to take a couple more calls. I know you got to go soon. One moment, please. Hello. Thanks for calling low value mail. Who am I speaking with? Oh, shit. Uh, Tim. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, I can't. What was your name? Hello. What was that? You're, you're on the show. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. There you go. Oh, you're on with Megan. Go oh, ahead. great. That's awesome. I, uh, I just started watching, um, so I guess this is like a training talk episode. I sure, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, we're, we're just talking about <laughs> the, the stuff in general. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, well, I don't know, I don't know well, um, if YouTube will ding me for this. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, my YouTube channel is not long for this world. It's fine. Well, maybe, uh, shout out uh, to everybody watching like on Rumble. This, this is very. <laughs> This is very uh, a topic I'm very passionate about. Okay. Trans are you trans? Do you know any trans people? No. Okay. Uh, Why are I, you passionate I've met about a couple it? because I've been to rehab and uh, I think you got to let them play sports. It's fucking hilarious. You think you have to <laughs> let them play sports? They can play sports. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they can play sports. Well, let, me ask, let me ask you guys this. Ever have any interest in WNBA? Nope. No, of course not. I don't think... And I live so in the city with you? the best anyway, team. Very few. <laughs> what if I told you tomorrow night there's going to be a WNBA NBA game, but it's going to be Shaq in a wig, a dog, and three Roombas versus some high-rated WNBA team? I don't know it's if that'll make it. To the you know what? Here's the thing. Everybody, and myself included, likes to shit on the WNBA. They're actually very good. It's just not the best thing to watch because... Like I've done a, I did I used to do a joke about it, but it's just like the net's too high, 
and it's just like comparatively, it's not the best thing to watch. But like, they're not that bad. They're actually quite good. Like, I don't. No, know I'm sure they're very good. I mean, I don't watch the NBA. I think it's just that there's less excitement and less like cool stuff. Yeah, there's just there's no dunking. There's like there's only so much they can do. Just layups. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's not it's not that good. But um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, <laughs> right, like, obviously, like again, that's the whole thing. The, one, the whole thing with the trans debate is that it never goes the other way, or like incredibly no, of course, rarely. It's ridiculous. I was being trying to be funny, and I got yeah, excited. I, I was on the show. I know. <laughs> that was funny. Right, you did a you good go. job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Dan. You love everything you do. Keep it up. Later, man. Take care. Yeah, like that's exactly like, you know, they're just, they never go, it would be nice. Maybe like a one for one rule would be okay. You go, okay, we will take one, like for college sports, you go fine. Like it has to be one has to make like the, uh, men's team in order for one to go play on the women. Would that be acceptable? <laughs> but no, cause I mean, how a, a woman's not going to succeed on the men's team, but the, well, that's the what I'm saying. If you can't get one, a lot on the women's team, that's what I'm saying. If you can't get one woman to make a to men's like volunteer, team, no, oh, no, to like, make it, no, like they have to make the team. They success. have to make the team. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if they don't make the team, then no we're not taking one from the yeah. other side. Uh, all right. We got another okay. call here. No, that I, I kind of like this, that. This is from your home province right here. Uh, hello. Mic check one two. Tony Scarboni, everybody. Uh, Yo, re- Tony Scarboni, regular to the show. Uh, you're on. I think you're on. Yeah, you're on. Go oh, ahead, Tony. Okay. Tony, you're on. Mic check. Mic check one two. Hello. You're on, Tony. Oh, hi. What's going on? How are you? Hello. Does oh, he sound bye. like a neighbor of yours? Um, Not like a one you know, I... but. He's he's from Vancouver. He sounds. I mean, he sounds. I'm like, like a ghost from... of the Christmas past. <laughs> Do I know like you? a ghost of the Christmas past. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you do. Um, you sound like you're from you BC Vancouver? as opposed to Ontario. Okay. No, he's from Vancouver. Vancouver. How can you left Vancouver? Oh, you're from Vancouver. Yeah. Well, yeah, I am, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Do you know any, do you, did you ever know any guys who are six foot eight? Huh? Megan, did you know? Did you ever know any guys who were six foot eight? I've never met. Oh Tony. yes, of course. I used to date basketball players. So oh. my first boyfriend, I believe, was six. What? How tall? Oh no, he was six six. But I did date a guy who was. I think he was maybe. Wait, no, I'm lying about him. He's gonna mm. be mad. He may have been six eight. I did. I, I think I dated a guy who was like six nine. Also. Okay, so maybe you've run into. Maybe you, you know, friend, we're probably we're probably two degrees. We we're probably two degrees of separation. But like, Everyone let's leave it a mystery. Is. Yeah. Uh, well, what year were you born? Uh, uh, 90. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're too, oh, too, yeah. You're too young to, to be part of my six degrees of separation, I think. But, uh, uh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe eight. Who knows? Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But, but, the spears are aligned, but they're not. Um, why did you leave Vancouver? How is Mexico? How are you able to do it long term? And uh, why did you? Uh, yeah, what's uh, what? Uh, you want out, Tony? Like, uh, you know, um, I do, but I feel like I'm too tied to the to the city. I'm too tied. I want to fix the problems that are fucking happening here. That's my. That's my. I issue. felt like that for a long time, and then I left, and then I was so much happier here that I decided I didn't want to go back again. What are you um, doing in Mexico? How are you able to live in Mexico and like be sustain yourself and all that? I'm sure it's a beautiful place, but like the wages can't be very good or whatever. 
Well, I work, I'm working online. So I just work for myself, right? I'm a writer, so I'm just independent. So I have two podcasts and I write and I sort of piece things together. I don't make a huge income as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, but I make it and it's still, you know, a bit where I live, it's actually still, it's expensive for Mexico, but it's still cheaper than, it's a Vancouver. lot cheaper than living in Vancouver. So it's, easier yeah it's not I mean I kind of just figured it out like when I came here I get I didn't plan on staying forever I had booked an Airbnb for five weeks and I was like I'll see how it goes maybe I'll stay a bit longer but I was escaping the mandates I started to get really freaked out and I was like they're about to lock down the borders this was before they'd 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 started with the vaccine mandates and I was just like, I'm going to get tra- trapped here. And Justin Trudeau was trying to put through all these online hate okay, speech so bills. And I was I like, lived- I'm not going to be able to work in Canada. They're going to throw me in jail. I'm getting out of here. And then I did manage to survive here. It's harder in some ways. I mean, we have power outages all the time. Wi-Fi can be shoddy. Things are, you know, unpredictable. Like you can't get an Amazon delivery the next day. That it's just like living stuff, 10 years but- ago, basically. Well, and I, I don't know. And I like living in a small community. Like I like, I like to walk everywhere. I like that I can know, which is horrible. Not just in guilt wise, it's horrible, but it's also not that easy to live in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can manage, I can operate at like the tienda and I can like operate at, you know, restaurants and basic stuff that conversational, like, no, not at all. So I, I really do need to try to focus on that. It's all, it's hard all you have to say, all, all you have to say is me gusta hombres and people will come flocking to help you. <laughs> that's, that's true. Probably. Ah. <laughs> uh, you know, um, um, but yeah, like I was, so there was the COVID stuff and then the Vancouver culture stuff, the Vancouver politics stuff. I mean, it was just getting so gross. I honestly didn't feel safe in the city. You know, like I was living on Main Street and I, I was feeling unsafe walking around alone. There were certain places that oh, I didn't feel unusual. comfortable going. Like I would never go over to the drive. I would have been murdered. Hmm? Oh. Just because um, of the, the you, politics stuff and people, you know, people were like, had, were screaming at me in public and stuff like that. And I was, get, I was, of course, being recognized all over the place. I was doing all these events and it was just like, and my friends, some of my friends, I mean, I still have a lot of good friends there, but some of, yeah. some of the friends that I have over there. Have, have you had any friends who were like, co- basically coming around being like, yeah, that was crazy. I'm sorry about that. Like you were that um, kind of thing? I've not like heard any apologies. Now. I mean, I always had friends there who were supportive of me, mostly privately. <laughs> like, right. just, you know, I support you, but don't tell anybody. Um, and those people... Oh, people... Tons of people said that. I think more people, more people push back to it than you think. And I think Vancouver proper had a lot of weirdos who were pro-vaccine. But like, and my experience, yeah, you couldn't like cross and leave the border, but like people were coming and going out of Canada all the time. And like BC was the most lax out of any province with all the vaccine and mandate oh, bullshit. The va- like, with BC, the vaccine BC, stuff. BC was like Florida. BC was a lot like Florida. Like we just didn't care or didn't enforce anything. Oh God. When I was back, cause, so I stayed here for six months before I went back for the first time. And when I went back, all anybody was talking about was the vaccine. And I was like, is this a joke? 
We all have to hang a lot out of people, in a was, park. You yeah. want me to? I'm not a teenager. I don't want to sit around in a park and talk about which vaccine you're going to get. Like people were obsessed in Vancouver. People were terrible there. I mean, that might have just been comparatively to here because there was nothing here. You know, it was like COVID didn't even exist here. We were all just operating as normal and it was fine. And I was like, you guys are crazy people. <laughs> like yeah. I'm staying here. People ma- were obsessed and so like, so attached to the narrative and just mainlining the CBC. Scarboni, like, lots of people are saying in the chat that that's not true, that that they're agreeing with Megan here. Uh, where do, where think, do you live, okay, in, where was, do you live it, in Vancouver it, that it wasn't crazy like that? Oh, no, some, some uh, people see like, very busy. Okay, Vancouver, people are all like, over the place. Like, actually. I think it, was, it, it was dependent upon what establishment you entered, but yes, you're correct. That's all people were talking about, and it was very annoying for sure. But it wasn't enforced as much as the, the vaccine passport was bullshit, but the actual time when people were scared of COVID, like the 2020 year before, prior to that, it wasn't like people could come and go and yeah, the border was shut down, but you could still fly out of the country if you had, like, if you could make up some reason. And um, I mean, yeah, no, the vaccine passport was bullshit, but I just remember it like not being that big of a deal except for the fact that yes you're right a lot of people talked there was about no it fun i couldn't have any fun her. i felt like i was dying trapped inside my uh, apartment yeah. and i just yeah. wanted to you like, touch I, people and living have in, physical yeah. interaction i mean i was living in new york like, city and yeah it was like we were doing comedy was, and parks and like the whole thing yeah, doing york, everything uh, yeah that was oh, like working out on no, line, like in a zoom class that's, i was like yeah that's weird no you're right all that we were impacted by that but like and what you said about the freedom convoy well it's true like Aaron O'Toole did resign uh it did kind of push things along quickly there was a lot of fucking propaganda that was like anti-convoy and like you're right like we all need to come together when I say anything good about the convoy my friends in Vancouver still are like pardon like as though they've never even heard anybody say something like that before because they've all agreed that the convoy were crazy people and nazis and white supremacists 90 percent of my face you're not alone from canada is that where they're like uh, because i was watching it from america and i was like this is sick and then everybody and like on canada it was sick it was definitely a boy's move I was like, I was like, finally, something cool happened in Canada. And then everybody on Facebook is like, this is a yeah. dark stain on our country. And I was like, what? No, right. it was the I, fucking coolest thing we did in years. Yeah, I know. Um, Maybe right, the Tony. coolest thing ever. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's take one more call. And then uh, I believe you got to get out of here. One moment, please. All right. We'll take this one. Hello. Thanks for calling low value mail. Who, oh, hey, did that not work? Okay. Hold on. Hello. Thanks for calling low value mail. Who am I speaking with? Conspiracy extremist. Hold on. Hold on. All right. Conspiracy extremist. You're on with Megan. Go ahead. What's up, man? Hey, Megan. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know a lot about you until tonight, but uh when you call Blair White a he, I'm an instant fan. That's that's oh. legendary. Thank you. <laughs> I'm again not mo- doing mo- it to be mean. It's just, yeah, yeah, I just I like to operate no, in reality. <laughs> yeah, he's a dude. He's literally a dude. <laughs> and he knows that. And I, yeah, I mean, Blair yeah, White is the first person to say that, too. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I think that, no, I mean, you know, I get, Danny, what you're saying. Like, oh, you look on the internet and looks kind of, looks like a girl, boobs and whatnot. But, like, it, the only people I hear pushing back against this whole, like, men can be women thing are, like, like conservatives. But there's not a lot of 
guess you come from like a feminist background, so it's more of you know, classical liberalish. I, I don't know if you agree with that, but um, it's just refreshing to hear someone who's not just like a conservative cuck who's trying to get clicks and shit. Well, that's the thing is, you know, you probably, probably people, you're saying she used to have like NDP, which in Canada is like further left than, that's like the Green Party here. But then probably the moment Mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, men aren't women. And then everybody's like, oh, so you're a conservative. And you're like, no. But like, that was like, that was like, I remember like when I was, the moment I was like starting just making fun of this stuff, I wasn't even like having the strongest, but I was just like, this is silly. And everybody was, oh, so you're a conservative, huh? And I go, no. What? But that's just that's like uh, how that's, that's like how people's brains work, right? It's it's the same thing with if you support the freedom convoy, then they're like, oh, you must love Trump. Then you're opposed right. to gender identity. You think that men can't become women. Oh, you must be like a right wing religious freak. Like their brains cannot stretch that far because their opinions are all based on their little political circles. You know, they actually don't have their own opinions. They actually right. aren't thinking for themselves. They're taking the opinions exactly. that are offered to them by their progressive clique and being like, okay, these are all of our opinions. We've agreed on this whole set. These are what our opinions are and they don't question it at all. So they think anybody outside of that must be in the other faction or whatever. And that must be so nice actually to be able to like live like that. To not have a pity. Well, I think that's why you like, don't have people, to do any work. Well, like that's amazing. Oh my god. When you're Simple. Just, like honest, like I, that's why you're. I mean, Danny, you're hilarious. You're not like. Doesn't seem like your side. You just make fun of whatever, and that's yeah. refreshing just to hear an honest take on things. Thank you. Um, but um, Megan, I gotta ask you one, one really important question. You probably haven't heard. Um, do you think Israel has the right to defend itself? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you, I thought he was for sure going to ask you if you thought I was white. Question. What's that? <laughs> no, I know you are white, dude. You're, you're my you're my white brother, white power man. No, 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 not that white. I think... See, that's how they get me to go back. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't support no, 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 no. rape killing babies. Uh... <laughs> Do you actually want right, to well, answer? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just teasing. That's, it's just I a figured. dumb thing in the, in the atmosphere now. People are like, it shows like more than ever, like people just siding with whatever side they're supposed to. It's ridiculous. I know, it's awful. Yeah. I want to shoot myself in the head. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, all right, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks, calling. Jane. Appreciate it. All right, Megan, thank you for uh, joining joining me uh, tonight. Where can people find you? Thank you for having me. This is fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm on, I'm back on Twitter. Thanks, Elon. At uh, Megan E. Murphy. Um, I would really appreciate it if people subscribe to my Substack. That's actually where you can keep up with my podcast and my work and so on and so forth. And that's um, actually at www.meganmurphy.ca or you can just search my name on Substack and the podcast is the same drugs um, and that's on Spotify and everywhere else where you find podcasts. And yeah, I, and I was looking through you had Michael Malice on recently. He's a man. I did. He's a smart guy. Eh? Yeah, like he him. made me feel like a real dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. His whole oh, Twitter I'm is just, is just <laughs> twisting people in knots on Twitter. He like he plays with people on Twitter like he's like a cat, you know, like with a mouse. Yeah, it's, it it's works fun. real well. Yeah, it's fun to watch. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you. We're gonna just continue the show going open lines, everybody. So uh, for a little bit, but thank you, Megan. I much appreciate it, and uh, hope to be back on. Okay. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. All right, bye. All right.
Let me just make sure. All right, everybody. Uh, she had to get going. We're going open lines, rest of the show, because I didn't want to end it. Hold on. Let me just figure this out. How do I do this? I'm fucking up. Okay. Oh, and we got some. All right. Okay, we're just going to take some calls. Hello. Thanks for calling. Hey, what's up, Jeff? Just so you know, Megan's gone. She had to go, but it's just open lines for the rest of the show. How you been, man? Been a minute. Yeah, yeah, it's a very, uh, very common job for them. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. People are saying they can't hear you. My bad. Uh, one. Sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm still new at this. Uh, hold on. How do I figure this out? Give me a second here. Um, sorry, everybody. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on. I don't want to give away your. Um, hold on. I think. No, I'm not going to give your cell phone number away. Hold on a second. This should work. Um, just a second, please, everybody. Hold on. Go talk there for a second there, Jeff. No. No. Hold on. I just got to reset. I got to reset this thing. Just give me a second, please. I just sometimes this is part of the gig. Sorry, everybody. Good thing I looked at the chat and didn't just so. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you just basically listened to me talk to myself for the last. So not. Yeah, you know what? This is still not working. Hold on. I fucking hate this shit so much. Um, hmm. Okay, Jeff, I'm going to let you go because I'm going to figure this out really quickly. Okay, oh, okay. sorry, everybody. Um, that's weird because you probably heard that. So then why? All right, I think it might work now. It should work. Because if you heard that, let's see. Hello? Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, Hello. Danny. How are you? There you go. Now it works. What's up? Sorry, Jeff. Call back. Um, yeah, good. Good. Who am I different Jeff, with? coincidentally. Oh, another Jeff. Nice. Uh, I had an anecdote I wanted to share about Brittany Griner from the guy that called him earlier. Okay. Did you see the topless uh, photo of Brittany Griner? No, I'm not. I went to Looks college. Like a dude. With her, was... You went to college with you went to Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't know her personally. I mean, I ran into her a few times, but she was kind of a beloved character on or a person, not character, on campus. But this was back, you know, 14 years ago, when she was uh, when Baylor was a very conservative school, and you know, she was obviously a lesbian. But uh, well, she might not be so obviously a lesbian, kind of, though. 
I mean, she walked in the dining hall with her girlfriend every day. Oh, okay. Well, I guess what I'm saying is some people think she's a man. She she has a topless. No, 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 but I'm saying I don't think she's. I I I, I will say this. I'm because uh, she was like a very highly recruited best. She was probably one of the most famous people in women's basketball ever recruited. Cause oh, for sure. Height. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, she can dunk. And she, yeah, yeah. This she's a very sweet person. Um, and she told me she loved me once when because ESPN used to be on campus all the time, you know, interviewing her because they had the number one women's basketball team in the country. For some reason, I don't know why ESPN was on campus for that, but they were. Uh, well, you're number one. And um, but yes. I think she was told by the coaching staff and stuff to play down the list that she was gay, uh, which that's, t- that's changed a ton, obviously in the past probably 15 years where that's, back, I mean, that's know, that so was, funny considering like 99% of the women in the WNBA are gay. Oh, for sure. For sure. But I'm saying just Baylor being a conservative. Very right. Right. Cause it, it's in what school. Dallas. That's in Waco. I'm in Waco. Okay. Um, but uh, she seemed like a sweet person and my interactions with her were always, she's always very nice. And she was kind of beloved on campus. Like she was like kind of a well-known figure. Um, but then I think once she got out of school and she got into the WNBA, she kind of, I think she had a falling out with the head coach who I think is probably also a lesbian, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, but then all the, you know, anti-American stuff she's done and all that is kind of strange, but yeah. I, I don't have anything. I don't, I don't hate Brittany Griner or anything, No, um, but it is kind of weird to see how quickly she's, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess times have changed a lot as well. So uh, she was kind of used, not as a pawn, but it was, I think times have changed between when she got to school and where things are now terms in terms of like, how people that are gay are seen and yeah. accepted in society. Did Baylor win a national championship with her? Yeah, in 2012. They okay. lost in 2013 to Louisville. But okay. she, she they won her junior year. They lost her senior year. Uh, yeah, but so that she, I think she's still a beloved figure. But uh, Yeah, you would think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't uh, even... But, the, like, obviously, people fault her for... I mean, you know, there's obviously a, some, some element of where you're like, well, you know, you kind of were hating on america and then america came and like bailed you the well she got screwed hard. which i mean I, I i feel terrible for i mean that sucks to me in that situation regardless sure. you know, regardless but but i mean also um, like yeah yeah i mean that's the thing like you know if i was traveling to russia or if i was traveling i mean there's a lot of countries where i would if i was traveling to where i would make super duper sure i did not have any drugs on me like well but but she has to make money though she gets paid like a 200 grand to play in the WNBA. I think it's less than that actually, but yeah, no, it's, no she was making think... more than that. She was making millions in Russia, but to say like, yeah, I mean, whatever I, I, I would, anybody else would do the exact same thing she did. They would also go play in Russia and make several million dollars a year. It's not even in a year. It's they're, you're playing in the off season. You're making that kind of money. But yeah. It's like, three it's months. not her fault that yeah, the United sucks. States got fleeced in that trade. Yeah. It, I mean, it sucks for her. Like I, 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 think she's not i don't think she's a bad person you know it was weird yeah. she got it's, it's a very it's a very unique situation that she got put in and, and a bad situation but 
also it kind of sucks that you know for her so i, I had no ill will against her she was always nice in my interactions with her but i don't uh, agree with her politically yeah uh, anyways but fair enough. i'll let the other jeff call back in all right thanks man later jeff all right that was jeff everybody um yeah i mean america giving up the merchant of death merchant of death but yeah i uh man like obviously she 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 wanted to have some weed with her when she was in russia i i can you know somewhat sympathize all right this is jeff number one what's up jeff hello danny what's up can everyone hear me? Yes. Problem so. fixed. All right. Tell your story from the start again. I don't know how much. All right. So I'll yeah. try and keep cut it down a little. Um, yeah. A couple of years ago, I was working in a job where I was driving uh, trucks in Western Canada and learned that, you know, a huge contingent of Canadian truck drivers are Sikh Indian. I think it's something like 30, 33 percent right. um, among other other minorities as well. Uh, but I think what Canadians imagined was a bunch of fat, redneck, white people, uh, the quintessential trucker. And uh, in reality, these Sikh Indian people were also not happy with these mandates and also protesting. And it's just like from the start of that protest, it, it was like, I was like, oh, trucker convoy. I just left that job where I was driving a big five-ton box truck around long distances. I knew who these people would be. and immediately the narrative was that they were racist and it just blew my mind because most of them aren't white or a huge amount sure. of them aren't white. The craziest part was when they even like at first when they go the tro- like when there was the, you know, whispers of the trucker convoy and they go, these people are racist. And then you started seeing them and you go, okay, like this isn't like, like they'd show them on CBC and you go, okay, yeah. well, this isn't all the white people that you were saying. And then they'd still be like, this is like a white supremacy thing. And you're like, but you're showing like six and all like that stuff. Like, that that Indian family right there is handing butter chicken out to a bunch of different people of all color, of all sorts of colors. Like I don't yeah. know if this is yeah, this, this is, is a white time. supremacist rally. Yeah, and they have like the whole. Uh, I don't know what happened with it. Didn't they have like the whole lawsuit going on right now where like they they were, um, like there was the whole trial. freezing bank accounts. No, there, yeah, there was a whole trial going on regarding the trucker about like i guess the people who were inconvenienced by all like the honking and stuff who like lived in downtown ottawa oh yeah that's right i don't know jordan what peterson's got a great jordan peterson has a great interview with one of the organizers for the trucker rally yeah, um tamara lick I, or whatever yeah exactly um she, she was the one who had a, her bank account seized right yeah yeah and she, like she yeah anyway uh, i don't know what's going on with that that trial but uh i I completely forgot about that to be honest well that's what they want from us too is to just swipe sweep this under the rug and forget it ever happened and well there was i don't know who was getting sued though i guess she's getting sued and they're trying to say like but so they needed some face for like the damages or whatever i mean do do you remember one thing where they were like uh the trucker set a fire in this this apartment building and then ended up being these like and then it turned out to some other kid but it was like yeah, these two people who were like teenager. opposing the trucker started the fire, and they go, oh, "Okay, well, it's not that big of a deal." Yeah, but if the it, trucker started a fire. That's serious. That's like trying to kill people in arson. But then, and then, that, yeah, and then then we need to prosecute that. But if it's just teenagers opposing the truckers, that's fine. 
One yeah, of the biggest I mean, things I'm, I didn't I'm know sure about. I'm sure like this. those people got in trouble, but it's more like the CBC was like, okay, well, we'll drop that. That's not that serious. And you're like, if yeah. that was the truckers who started that fire, that would have been the craziest thing in the world. And it that's was people still, who were... that's a form of, that, that's a form of terrorism. Like For sure. they're, they're using terror to get a political aim across. And they were trying to frame the truckers. Like they were specifically yeah. trying to frame the truckers for that. Like the whole yeah. thing was crazy. Something um, else I found out I found out about was the only road that was completely blocked anywhere was the road that they had permission to block off completely. Every other road they left a lane for traffic through. Apparently, I didn't even know. They that. said that they were they, they, apparently they were super well organized. They had been given permission to like completely block off one major road out front of Parliament or whatever or somewhere in Ottawa, and then apparently all of the other roads had. Uh, uh, enough space for ambulance and emergency vehicles to get through because these people weren't, they're blue-blooded Canadians, or I guess you might call them red-blooded Canadians, red-blooded, but they're yeah. Canadians who care about other Canadians, you know? Like, they're not there to have people die of heart attacks in their apartments. They're there yeah. to get a message across to the government. And the craziest thing is everybody will still be like, yeah, you know, the truckers that didn't do anything. You're like, literally the mandates ended like a, two weeks later or something. I know, and, and, and everybody and, still won't really give them credit. I mean, some people will give them credit for it, but tons of people, uh, like, will just refuse to give them any credit for it. Oh, so. people just can they? It's the same thing with COVID. Like, there's a ton of people who think that the lab leak. I'm not even going to call it the lab leak theory. The lab leak is a conspiracy theory. When in reality, it's commonly accepted now. Yeah, I know a bunch of people in my industry who, like, talk about the people who believed in the lab leak as if they're some crackpot people. I'm like, do you not read the news? Are you not aware that this is commonly accepted? Yeah. And they're probably just like, man, what are you still talking about COVID for? We moved on from all those things we were wrong about. You go, okay. Yeah. Very yeah. Convenient. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people are very convenient. convenient. Like, Oh, what's the problem? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, you know, ostracize the huge chunk of society, but uh, then once they realized that they were in the wrong, they, just basically forgot all about the entire yeah. thing. I don't know where did they have in Canada? Like I know here, I think in New York City they reinstated all the like workers that they. I don't know if they compensated the workers who they fired for not being vaccinated, but they definitely reinstated them all here. Like I have fighters and all that stuff. I never heard about anything like that. I know a bunch of nurses that. Well, I don't know them personally, but I know that a bunch of nurses. Um, in Alberta and elsewhere were let go. And I, I know some nurses, I never heard anything on the side of that. Most people though, like the most people in public service, most people that had full-time jobs throughout the pandemic, like myself, I just wanted to keep working. I didn't want to go on serve. I didn't want to go find a new job. So I just went and got that jab. And now I really regret, regret that I did. Yeah. I mean, I got it because I wanted to travel to see my, uh, specifically my grandma. Your family. Yeah, yeah I haven't even left the country since COVID my, happened, so. Yeah, and that was the thing, too, is, like, at the time, it was so indefinite where I was like, okay, I might not be able to see my family for, like, you know, at the time, you're like, it might be years. Like, I don't know. It might literally be years before I can see my family if I don't get this. So then I was like, all right, fuck it. Just got to, yeah. And then I, I thank, God, I just, thank God for the... <laughs> Thank God for the uh, the trucker convoy. Otherwise, we might still have that shit going on. You might still have to show your vaccination card to get anywhere in this country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. 
I, I wonder I, if I is... hate to push back What's against that? Tony, but I live. I said I hate to push back oh, against yeah, yeah. Tony, but I live in BC and we got vax carded at every fucking restaurant, a couple gas stations in the town I live in. We're even talking about doing it, but it was decided that that was not gas stations. Yeah, if, well, if you wanted to come inside and like buy stuff, yeah, you could get gas obviously outside. But I don't know, it's just it's so ridiculous. funny. My friend Kevin, like he, he was on an early episode of uh, Low Value Mail, very like one of the first like ten episodes. He's a comic, and he like no, <laughs> he would get kicked out everywhere because he just like refused to wear a mask like from the beginning. Like he was like didn't yeah. ever entertain the idea of ever wearing a mask. So and like you know Canadian society, pretty polite, pretty like everybody's not nobody's trying to really rock the boat, especially early on in COVID. No. Like, no. like, you're talking like the first oh, month? Early, it wasn't... early on in COVID, like March 2020, people, like, uh, everyone was, you know. It was like a war. we leave the was, two weeks like... to flatten the curve thing. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, it was very much like, hey, we're being like invaded, like a war. So everybody was very much together. And then he was just like, we're going to the grocery store. And everybody's like, you can't come in here. And he's just like, stop <laughs> And he was like, the <laughs> only person. He didn't wear a mask for so fucking long, too, until he well, had, not... to, had to fly internationally. It, retrospect is funny because you look back on that now and you're like, fuck, what a boss. But at the time, right. if I saw that guy, I would have shook my head and be like, come on, man, this is potentially killing people. For sure. But, but no again, he didn't, like, he didn't, like, it wasn't he like he just yeah. knew either. <laughs> he just, like, it's not like he's like, yeah. guys, come on. He just was like, I'm not doing that. It wasn't, he's like, everybody, yeah. come on, let's escape from a lab. It'll be fine. Just give it whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, not, you didn't he's know not that. An, yeah, no, he's not an immunologist or something, you know? No, definitely not. Um, all right, cool, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, good talking to you, Danny. It's been a while. Yeah, be well. Good talking to you, too. Jeff. Uh, guys, by the way, go follow my uh, new Instagram account, Danny Jokes 2.0. If you've been wondering, or if you use Instagram and wonder what happened to me, I got my Instagram account deleted. Hopefully going to get it back, but uh, fuck, I don't know. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello. You snooze, you lose. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. What's up, Danny? Yo, what's up? Yo, uh, so I missed the first half. Uh, I only saw like two callers with the girl. But um, you guys were talking about trans things? Yeah, she, she's basically like uh, uh, a turf, I guess. I don't know how you even classify her. She's just like a fem. She's like a kind of older school feminist who's just like doesn't think men are women. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because she's like, you yeah. know, she she gives like she'll go do like a talk in somewhere in Canada and like, you know, they'll like literally needs like security to just like go basically like in a gymnasium to just say that like men aren't women. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. So I mean, everyone's heard that uh, the Penn State girl or dude. Or yeah, 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 Leah Thomas. Um, another big one that a lot of people don't know about uh, that's like gone into like Supreme Court level. Uh, cases and shit in California yeah. is uh, professional disc golf. Really? Yeah, professional disc golf. Uh, I, I play like semi-pro, like in like B-tier events. And okay. like, um, so like, you know, I'm not, you know, but I have friends that are like in on the tour, on the professional tour and shit. And they're all dudes, but I, I know a couple of the girls like as friends. And the girls, I mean, like the dudes, they're not making a lot of money. Like if you win a tournament... Like, if it's one of the big, 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 big tournaments, you might win, like, 20 grand. Okay. And that's if you win. 
Yeah, yeah. And then you know, and then you get like a, but like the real money, like just like golf, is with sponsorships. There's a couple dudes making a million dollars a year on signed sponsorship deals in disc golf. Wow, which is insane. Yeah, for about. the for the top. But I guess like it's what just the companies who make the discs. They're showing so much, and it blew up so much during COVID. Because yeah. you can just go out without, you know, a group of people and just have fun. Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah, selling yeah. so much discs. They have so much money. They're just printing money. Nice. But uh, like two, like two, two years ago, this girl or dude was on the men's ultimate frisbee team in in the college that they were going to, and then switched to disc golf because that has more money in it now than ultimate. Really? Because I actually see Ultimate Frisbee on TV sometimes Because it, it, it's exciting to watch. Yeah, but like it'll actually be it's on, like, like, I don't know if it's I know, ESPN. Like ESPN. Yeah, Dude, it will be it will, on right? ESPN and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And especially, like, 10 years ago, it was, like, popular almost. Like, we were playing it, like, in, like, gym class and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I remember disc playing golf. disc golf in, or Ultimate in, in gym class when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, we were playing ultimate. Yeah, and um, but yeah, like uh, yeah, disc golf has blown so much up. There's more money, so everyone's transferring over from like the most popular. I forget his name. He's like a super popular YouTuber guy that was doing ultimate, Brody or something. Okay, okay. I don't know. I can't remember his name, but he's super popular on YouTube. And uh, yeah, they uh, he he switched over and like now he, you know, he's won like an event or two. But anyway, yeah. this chick, she switched sports completely, of, or ex-dude, and then uh, switched sports. First year on the professional tour, she spent one year playing, like, A to A and B tiers instead of, like, S tier, like, pro events. She played, like, one year. One year. <laughs> and then was in, the pro, was in the pro event, got the, uh, got the longest – um, longest drive for a woman in history. Yeah, for sure. Like by five, like a lot, I bet. By like 150 feet. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she threw like 600 feet, which is like I can't even throw. Hey, do they feet. have? Do they have similar <laughs> amounts of money in uh, women and men? No. So that's the main issue. Women get are getting dick. They're getting okay. fucking nothing. And uh, so she's like she she wasn't good enough to like win everything because it's golf golf is hard yeah. you got to be good at every single part of the game so like, she would you know blow you know 50 yards past everyone off the tee and then just she couldn't lay it up she couldn't putt you know but everyone like she won like four events her first year which is insane because she just had yeah it's pretty good it's, it's really good actually i mean how many but, events uh, do they have a year they got like it's like twenty, twenty five. That's huge to win four of them. That's like yeah. you're like yeah. borderline like Tiger yeah. Woods. Yeah, and she won like I think she won like U.S. Worlds and shit. Like she won like some like one of the bigger like one like a, a Masters quote unquote you know yeah like for disc golf. And um, but yeah, so then uh, they they banned her before the season started this year, and uh, she uh-huh. sued them through the state of California. And then she didn't play in any tournaments, but then California gave her a pass, and uh, she played in a tournament in California this year. How'd she do? And she got she got like fifteenth or something like that. Okay. So she got paid. She yeah. Got, you know, top twenty, top twenty get paid. So, but you know, that's the other thing. She gets paid every single event. She gets like you know top twenty every time. 
Right. So she's well, what is like twenty poor yeah. girl. Like is twentieth covering your travel expenses? Yeah, if you get twentieth every week, you could probably make it. Off you can, you can actually make how, like how much does twentieth pay at a female disc golf competition? Probably like in in, in women's maybe a grand. Okay. But they're they all live they all they all have like a van. They're all on van life. Yeah, they all live in van. Just driving around. Yeah, because they're just driving from course to course. Because none of them are like, like none of them are like in the city. You know, it's all like you know. Half yeah, they're in like Boulder city. and shit, and like. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Like the one in Cincinnati, the the super famous one in Cincinnati is like next to the airport, like forty five minutes outside of town. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's not even in, it's in Kentucky. It's, oh, okay, crazy. Yeah, um, I just I wanted to. Wanted to yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't know that. I had not. Uh, I had not. So I guess they're and so wait, she's only allowed to play in the one thing, the one tournament. There's like yeah, there's like two or three tournaments in California. She can play in California, but then they set up an appeal after that. It was in the California Supreme Court. I mean, like if you're the twenty first uh, person, you're just like this sucks. Like if you, if you're the person right. who comes twenty first, you're like this blows. You're like I would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get bugged. Like fucked. it's like they act like yeah. it's really like this victimless thing, and you're like, no, they're like there is. I mean, again, they're like, well, I'm I am a woman. And, so. is, and the girl that's been twentieth is some girl that's been playing disc golf since she was probably like fifteen or fourteen with her dad or whatever. Yeah. And and you know she's like twenty five now, and then she's just getting beat by some twenty two year old dude who's got wider shoulders than pretty much everybody on the fucking. The, the one girl that was giving her a big run for her money was is a professional hockey player for like Sweden. Yeah. He's built like a fucking tank. You know? She looks like he'd like rip her head off. You said the drive <laughs> was six hundred feet? Yeah, it was something it was like, like two hundred yards. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Like the dudes, they just did theirs and it was seven thirty five. Wow. Which is in like I can there's like a like uh, the course that's near me that I play a lot. There's like a 500 footer, and I can get it there. Like one out of like 50 throws, if I everything's perfect, you know. Like yeah. I'm not pro. If I get everything right and the wind's just right, and I can the maybe right get. And... Yeah, maybe 500. Yeah, that's. that's but yeah, I just I, is that a par four? Uh, 500 is yeah, that's par four, dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's usually like a par four. Par three is usually like four hundred or so. Yeah. Have you ever played? No, I play. I, I have actually. You know what? I played once in Toronto Island. There's a, a friend of mine used to be super into it, and I went with him. I wasn't that good, but I used. To, I mean, I play regular golf. But uh, I've, I've okay, you play, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I got. I got to wrap this up. But uh, thank you for uh, calling in, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Have a good yeah, night, man. Are you doing a show tomorrow? Yep. We got a new bathhouse tomorrow right. at ten thirty PM for sure happening. Okay. I so I, I think I might call in and yeah. be uh depending on who you have. I'm we gonna got call Chris in from Brooklyn, like, oh. Richie Redding, and Barry Ribs is coming back. All right, yeah. Chris Chris is perfect. I'm gonna call in and be so excited to talk to you. Hell yeah. And then and then you then you'd be like, Oh, we also got Chris from Brooklyn here. I'll be like, uh uh, hey Chris. <laughs> 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 I think it'll be funny. All right, All right well, man. I like it. All right. All right, everybody, that has been the show. Shout out to Dylan Farnham for the super chat. He says, if we can convince the black population they are the real Jews, then send them home on birthright while two birds, one stone, etc." I was actually thinking that it would be a super funny like movie premise, although nobody would ever do it and it would cost too much money and be a total 
waste. Um, but if, uh, if if it was like really looking bad for the uh, Israelis in Israel and Palestine was looking like they were about to win and like the Arabs were going to win and then the black Hebrew Israelites were like, you know what, we got to help them out because it's, it's better that we help them because if once it goes to the Palestinians, we're never getting that land back and then it's the most unlikely of friends. Um, all right, that's been the show, everybody. Thank you very much for all of you who have uh, listened. If you like this show and you would like to see this show be one day four hours long, which is what the final form of this will be, please consider signing up for the Patreon or just tell a friend of yours so we can just get these numbers up. Uh, I mean, they're okay, but I would like them. So many people tell me they like the show. So let's get these numbers up. Uh, new episode of The Bathhouse tomorrow night, 10.30 p.m. Follow me, Danny Jokes 2.0 on Instagram. Free. Free me. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you again. And the, what am I going to do here? Right. going to play us out with the lovely musical stylings of Chad Turnup. Go check him out as well. Good night, everybody. Yeah.